0: well greetings and welcome back to the podcast that we call time in god's word and this is david Carnes, and i hope that you're weak as well and that you are finding yourself growing in your relationship with god that you're loving him more and more but just another great day to be together and as we come back today we are doing something a little different here at the podcast and that is we are visiting with joshua das now joshua is the global president of a ministry called witness ministries a ministry that's based out of chittagong bangladesh and oh by the way did i happen to mention that joshua is my son-in-law yeah but i had an opportunity to get uh, to get with joshua lately and we were able to spend a little bit of time just talking about this wonderful ministry and if you were with us last time you heard us just kind of lay some groundwork in this discussion. But we talked about the country of Bangladesh, this beautiful nation that sits right next to India. And then also we spent some time just getting to know a little bit about Joshua and his family in Bangladesh, a family that has come to faith in Christ in this nation that is around 90% Muslim. But now today we are going to talk about the ministry itself, this ministry called Witness Ministries. And I think you're gonna find all of what we have to discuss today very interesting as we see how this ministry, it is focused on working with the local church in Bangladesh to help the church with discipleship and then outreach. And so we go back to our visit with Joshua and our discussion about Witness Ministries. Well, welcome back to the podcast, and I uh, hope you're having a great week, and we are just enjoying ourselves. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different uh, this, uh, this week. We're talking with just a very special person, a special young man, uh, and that is uh, Joshua Doss. He is the global president of Witness Ministries, uh, headquartered out of uh, Chittagong, Bangladesh, Um, and what we're going to do now, as we come back a second time, is we're going to begin to talk about this ministry that Joshua is really uh, uh, in love with, has a great passion for, that's called Witness Ministries, Uh, and I guess maybe, Joshua, the best place for us to start when we begin to talk about this wonderful ministry that uh, is a part of your life Maybe we should start with the church in Bangladesh. Uh, tell us a little bit about the church there, and uh, then how it is that you believe God just led you into this uh, ministry that uh, that you head up.
1: Thank you for that question, and uh, it's great to be back on this podcast. Awesome. And, uh, um, well, let me go back and start a little bit with the history of the introduction of Christianity to that subcontinent, and uh, if you're listening. You might be familiar with the name William Carey. And the last time we spoke, we talked about the Carey version of the Bible that William Carey translated. So when William Carey actually came down to uh, India, he actually was located out of Bengal, which now has become Bangladesh. Okay. Uh, So he really introduced Christianity and then the Portuguese colonization. Uh, with Portuguese coming with the trade route, introducing Catholicism in the um, ports of uh, that region and Chittagong being one of the ports, uh, a lot of Catholic influence. So out of the 0.3% that identifies with Christianity, you might say 0.2% belongs to the Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that gives you a little bit of an introduction of Christianity in the region so now we've got churches that have been built some by uh, you know the Vatican because of the Catholicism but then we've got missionaries that were coming in and then faithfully just uh, you know preaching the word and and we've found evangelicals coming in uh, and Protestant faith being proclaimed as well so over Bangladesh is not that um, old of a country. We gained our independence in 1971, so a little over 50 years. Uh, So in this 50 years, we've had churches established, uh, churches built. However, what we are seeing is not faithful or theologically trained pastors um, preaching the word from the pulpit uh, on a given Friday or Sunday Friday because that's our weekend in Bangladesh Friday and Saturday okay um, right and some some churches retain the Sunday some churches meet on Fridays yes uh, I think there is minimal expository preaching that's going on uh, very topical preaching that mm. is preached from the pulpit now when I think of the churches in Bangladesh I think of uh, of a Sunday church okay it's a church that meets once a week Yes. They will come. They will do a uh, uh, rote uh, sing songs. Yes. They will preach the word, and then they'll go home and have lunch. That's it, or have dinner. Yes. That's it. That 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 is the church. There's no discipleship. There's no uh, teaching. There's no um, in-depth Sunday school expo- exposition. Yes. That's going on, and that's why I feel like that is one of the reason that number 0.3 percent hasn't grown in the last five decades okay there's no discipleship right. and without discipleship there's no multiplication and then there's the, that lack of unity between the churches this church will not work with that church because uh the leaders don't get along okay. um they the politics and i'm like guys we're 0.3 percent we can't We can't afford to have politics here. We got to work together here. Uh But uh, the lack of unity within the churches have really contributed to the lack of growth in the last five decades Mm -hmm. uh, in this nation's history. So, um, but that is one of the reasons that the Lord back in 2009 really started spurning my heart. Mm -hmm. I was 18 years old um, and August 27th, 2009, a few youth came together and saying, hey, what can we do to grab the next generation? Because this generation was tired of the rote, come sing four songs, monotonous sermon.
0: They wanted more.
1: They wanted more. They wanted more. They wanted it relevant. There's a hunger. There was a hunger. I I would say there was a hunger uh, or I think there was, I would say in, in the word of in the business world, I would say a missed a missed market uh market
0: segment and this is from the young the the younger generations. Yes. Why do you think they had a hunger?
1: Well, they weren't being fed you no. know you you grow up in a family that mm-hmm. says jesus is the way and mm-hmm. you need to grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. They were coming to the church, and what the preacher was preaching wasn't being communicated. it wasn't preached in a relevant way it okay. was just uh Again, topical does uh-huh. so much. Right. There was an expository. They weren't being taught the whole counsel mm-hmm. of God. And it wasn't being relevant. Church mm-hmm. wasn't being relevant to this generation. Mm-hmm. So I think that is one of the reasons Witness Ministries started is, hey, how can we make the Scripture relevant? Mm-hmm. You know, Let's teach it in a way that is relevant. Let's do in-depth Bible study. Mm-hmm. So when we started, we just started with twice a month. The middle two weeks of the month, we yes. would meet, uh, we would open up the scripture, we would do, uh, we would dive in, but we, we'd we also have to use, uh, you know, we'd play games mm-hmm. that attracted the next generation. We'd have lively worship that attracted the next generation. Then we'd do outreach, mm-hmm. you know, living the faith out. Mm-hmm. It's not just um this theoretical hey let's come let's study the bible and let's th- then go home mm-hmm. no we we'd, we'd go on outreach uh trips yes. we'd have uh recreation like we'd go on picnics and then you know w- once we're in that picnic we'd be like okay hey how can we go find one person that we could share the gospel with so yeah
0: at, when this is starting is this called witness ministries or is this just a a movement that's taking place at that time
1: so Witness Ministries actually started off as the youth ministry of our church, so it was okay. the Zion Youth Ministry. It was the Zion Youth Ministry, but then we, I think, two months into it, we went into a time of prayer. We were like, "Hey, what can we be called? What, 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 what is our identity?" And we asked each of the founding committee members to go in a time of prayer, and. Since I was the president, they chose me as the president, as the founding president, okay. and someone who's actually uh, initiated this conversation. Um, I was praying, and the Lord was bringing Acts 1-8 to my mm-hmm. heart. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, from the NIV, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and all Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And when I was praying, God, the vision God was... Giving me is this one day, witness will be the first ministry from Bangladesh that would go and bless other nations.
0: How old were you at this time?
1: I was eighteen years old. There you go. Uh, and uh, you know, we, okay. we we spoke about God closing doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to be a doctor. Yes. I wanted to be a physician, uh, and God closed all those doors. And at that moment, I thought that was probably the worst thing that could have happened to my life. Mm-hmm. But uh, August 27, 2009 was the best day of my life when God gave me the purpose for my um, being is to start witness ministries. So uh, just to give you a little bit of context, over the years, when we started, I was 18 years old. I didn't know anything about mission, vision, strategies. Mm -hmm. We just said, okay, Lord, whatever you ask us, we'll do. You give us a vision. We will rely on provision from you. We had zero funding organization. This was us using our pocket money to fund this uh, organization.
0: And what you see at the time is a lack of discipleship in the local church, Mm -hmm. no multiplication taking place, and a lack of churches working together. This is really what you're seeing at the front end of this. This is what gets you motivated.
1: Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, Let me correct that in in this sense, that at that point, we didn't see discipleship. Mm -hmm. We just, again, I had no context of, Nobody discipled me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what discipleship looked like. But there was that hunger. That There was that hunger. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want another. my younger brother growing up without an older brother that's saying, Hey, when you're going through a hard time, hey, let me take you out for a cup of tea. Right? Uh, let's talk this through. Hey, you, you're going through a heartache? Hey, I went through a heartache. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk this through. Because I grew up without an older brother in Christ. I never wanted another younger man... To ever grow up without an older brother in his life that and I didn't know that was discipleship at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't go to seminary, I just graduated out of high school, nobody just dis- ever discipled me mm-hmm. uh, growing up. But we, we just said, hey, let's create an environment where this can happen. And I think it's not till recently, around 2018 and 2019, when God really put a professor in my life that really helped me narrow down The purpose for witness ministries, which is now we could clearly say we are a discipleship ministry.
0: All right. And how's that work? What's what does witness ministries look like?
1: Thank you for that question. Uh, Witness ministries started off. Let me give you a little bit of context and now to get to where we are right now and what does it look like right now? Uh Back in 2009, we were just trying to obey what God said. God said, hey, do a conference for the youth. We would do a conference and we would uh, say, "Okay, Lord, Provide and he would provide jehovah jireh we've come to know him as a provider he provided without any kind of a funding organization we would fundraise and uh you know the local people would come local organizations would come and fund this uh we would do camps we would do outreach uh the men would just go on any kind of uh long weekends we would just go into the hill tracks this is where uh the people that lives in the hills, you got to trek and go into these villages. Mm-hmm. And we would just go like the uh, early disciples and just trust in that the Lord would provide a home that would host us. And we would just stay with them. We would buy groceries for them for the time we'd stay. We develop these relationships. And around 2014, we entered into a strategic partnership with Awana, uh, the kids ministry. The we, Awana ministry. yeah. Awana ministry. We would organize and really develop their outreach programs because they have the resources, we have the manpower. Mm -hmm. And because of those years of uh, developing relationships with the people on the health tracks, we were able to organize an evangelical program for 400 kids. Uh, They they allowed us, Awana and Mm -hmm. Witness Ministries, to come in. Give the gospel to 400 kids
0: all in the hill tracks. All in the
1: hill okay, tracks. let
0: me stop you real quick and we'll get back into what we're talking about. But okay, the hill you got to you have to just uh, explain the hill tracks. What is that?
1: Okay, so Chittagong, Bangladesh, that's where we started. And uh, Chittagong is known as the hill land, uh, it, it's it's very mountainous.
0: Now, Chittagong, though, second
1: largest city in the nation, it is the second largest city, yes, uh, but then you know how. There's New York, New York. Yes. There's the New York City and yes. the state of New York. Uh-huh. So in Bangladesh, we call them districts. Okay. So there's the Chittagong City. Uh-huh. Then there's the Chittagong District, okay. which comprises of other regions as well. Uh-huh. So one of these regions are uh, what we call the hill tracts. Okay. These are um, filled with mountainous regions mm-hmm. and are filled with indigenous people that live on the hills. So to minister to them, you would have to hike. So this is out of the city. This is out of the city.
0: This is what we would call the country. The country. Yep. All right. And it's in the hills. The hill. villages. Villages. Okay.
1: Um, and, you know, you'd have to hike to uh-huh. get to these villages. Uh-huh. you got to sometimes cross rivers um, that on foot, not on... Um, right. Uh, you know, you're crossing them. and So you, you have to be strategic as to when you go because you don't want the uh, river to be above uh-huh. your head. Are there churches in the hill tracks? There are. Okay. There are, but uh, again, no training yes. for the pastor. Okay, uh, a starved pastor cannot feed mm-hmm. their uh, flocks. Okay, uh, we're seeing a immense hunger for the word. Are
0: there. you going then into the hill tracks to help the
1: churches? Is that your main focus? The greatest day, uh, the day Witness Ministries will probably have arrived or or have achieved success, is the day that. I have to sign the papers to close down Witness Ministries mm-hmm. because the church is taken over. Yes, now, we are a para church organization. That yes. means we come beside the church mm-hmm. to assist the church. Right now, there's no discipleship going on in the church. Yes, the goal is to disciple the next generation to teach them in, in the essential doctrines. What the whole council of God. Mm-hmm. And train them up to be strong deacons, strong elders mm-hmm. for, for the next generation of the church. And for them to really catch this vision of discipleship. Older men discipling younger. Mm-hmm. Older women discipling the younger. And, and we want the church to get grasp this movement.
0: So when you go, for example, you go into the hill tracks and there is church A. Uh-huh. and you you find this church do you go into that church and you introduce yourself you introduce yourself to the pastor the leadership and say this is who we are can we come alongside of you and assist you in discipleship is that what witness ministries
1: is trying to do yes mm-hmm. we always try and partner with the church mm-hmm. if there is a local church there mm-hmm. we want to go there we 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 have that conversations. We've got coordinators that facilitate those conversations. Mm-hmm. This is what we are doing. This is the teaching that we are going through. This is how we impact the community. Uh, this is how we do our outreaches. And we partner with the local church saying, hey, could we take over your discipleship ministry and mm-hmm. disciple the next generation of leaders for you? How receptive are they? And I'm talking about
0: the local church. We need yes. to do that. How
1: receptive So it varies. Uh It varies. There are some churches that are that the Holy Spirit goes before us, and they're like, "This is what. This is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When can you start?" Yes. Uh, There are certain churches that are like, "Oh no, I think we've got it here. We we'd like to do it our own way." Mm -hmm. And you know, most of the hill tracks says yes. Most of the urban churches are the ones that are kind of um, there's some restraint uh, from the churches that are in the city that we want to partner with. Mm-hmm. But most of the rural churches the once in the Hilltracks, there's just a need for more discipleship centers. So we're actually praying that the Lord provides for us to really double our discipleship centers this mm-hmm. next, uh, next year.
0: I tell you what, uh, we're out of time. <laughs> uh, can you come back yes, Can we sir. do one more of these? Come on, let's right, do it. Let's do this. Um, you know, we we start. I don't know how we when Joshua and I started this. We thought maybe okay. Let's do let's do twenty minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is going to go longer if that's okay with you. Uh, okay. This is fascinating, and I think our audience is enjoying listening to what you have to say. We're with Joshua Das. He is the global president with Witness Ministries out of Chittagong, Bangladesh. And uh, you come back again next time. We're going to do one more session. And uh, Joshua, again, thank you. Love you, man, in the Lord. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you for having me. Well, we are grateful for Witness Ministries and the heart for discipleship in the local church. And what we're going to do, we're going to come back this Friday and we are going to finish our visit with Joshua. And in the meantime, I'm going to ask you that you please pray for Joshua and pray for Witness Ministries. But then also please pray for the local churches of Bangladesh and then also pray for the people of that wonderful country. And please pray that Jesus is proclaimed and the lost come to Him. But we will see you again this Friday, and we look forward to seeing you back at the podcast that we call Time in God's Word.